Hello and welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, fresh off vacation, John Opaluski. How are you, John? Jim, I'm doing well this morning. So good to catch up with you for a few minutes uh, talking about our granddaughters. And while well, actually you have a grandson and a granddaughter, I have all granddaughters. They're all perfect, right? Even on their worst day. Absolutely. So for those of you that are, that are watching versus listening, you'll notice a distinct color change between my face and John's face because <laughs> I, I it's February, March in Michigan, and uh, John just got back from Florida and came back with this tanks full. And so he's going to be sharing today. Why don't you just introduce the topic? I think it might be helpful for a lot of us today. Sure. Uh, it, it is what I learned on vacation. Yeah. That's the topic for today. I love it. I love it. We'll take it away. Yeah. So, so Jim, uh, you know, we're recording this and uh, yeah, just recently returned uh, for, from a two week uh, vacation. And, wow. it, and Jim, it was such an amazing time. Uh, away from the work that that I love to do, uh, and but what I've discovered over the last several years is that when Laura and I go on vacation, God often drops some things into my heart uh, that, to at least me, seem important, seem profound, and and so I'd like us to, if that's okay with you, to unpack three things that the Lord just dropped in my heart uh, or reinforced to me uh, during our two week time away. Um, here's the first one that I, I discovered this probably day, uh, the first day we were in Florida, uh, is that I was wound tighter than I thought I, I, that I knew I was. Yeah. Um, it, I, you know, Jim, I didn't realize what I didn't realize. And I wonder if this is true for other leaders is that there's this, there's this stress that we carry and a lot of times that stress is in the background, right? Yeah. We're not always aware of it. It's not front and center in our thinking, but there's a weight that comes with leadership. And um, and by the time we got to Florida, we drove there. It took a couple of days to drive there. But the first day there, I felt I was like, I was wound so tight. But here's the good news is that each successive day of the vacation, brought a progressive unwinding. Right. <laughs> and, I, and, and here's how that happened for me, you know, watching the sunrise over the ocean. Yeah. Uh, every morning, uh, long walks on the beach with Laura, uh, that, that counts, that constant sound of the ocean surf, um, not having to be somewhere at a certain time, all of that led to the most really, truly the most relaxing vacation we've had in probably 20 years. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Jim, my sleep improved every day. My demeanor got calmer every day. Um, and I, I, I discovered I like calm John much better than stressed <laughs> out John. Right. Now and you say stressed out, but, but what you called stress out four or five days in your vacation was called normal the day before you left, right? It was a normal yeah. level of adrenaline, the normal level of pressure. Yes. Yeah. So, so you had to get away before you realized that what was normal was maybe not, you know, functional for, for in the long term. You had to get away to find that, that rhythm again that God gave you, not the rhythm that life demanded it. Right. And, and, and so I, I think that I was, that surprised me actually, because yeah. When I, when I finally uh, shut it off, I, I, 
I realized, wow, I really am wound up. I really am. I've been carrying. And when you lead an organization, Jim, you are a lead pastor of a church. I, I lead Converge Coaching. Um, when you lead anything that has any sense of weight to it, responsibility to it, I think there is this background pressure that you carry with it. And, and I think we operate sometimes at such a level that we don't even know it's there right. until we shut it off. Right. And, um, and so I'm very grateful for that two weeks to uh, unwind to relax and also to remind myself that even though I, I'm not apparent, I'm not aware that what we do for a living carries with it stress. And I have to, I, I have to know that, Jim, because while I can't be in, on vacation forever, right? I do, I do manage that by taking a weekly day off. I do manage that better by punching out at a reasonable time most yeah. days. I do manage that by, by doing things that fill my bucket. We're going to talk about that in, in a little bit. Yeah. That, those are the maintenance things, right, that I need to do in an ongoing fashion um, because a two-week vacation isn't going to fix me for a year. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, that's brilliant, John. That, that thought that I'm going to run and run and run and run. And then I'm going to untie all the knots I put in my rope over 50 weeks into right. it's, it's not right. There's a, I, I think this is a theory. This isn't theology. This is Jim's theoryology. This is the King Jim version of, of the Bible. Right. But I, I think God's going to get his Sabbaths uh, yes. one way or the other. I, Cause we're, we are not created to break those laws with blessings. So sooner or later something breaks and we find ourselves taking a mandatory rest instead of a worshipful one. Right. Um, I read a book one time about a person that, that had worked nonstop in the ministry year after year after year, uh, broke some laws, was put in prison for it. When he, when he was in prison, he calculated that the number of days he would spend in prison was the number of Sabbaths that he had neglected over the course of decades. Yeah. And, and his point was, God, God will get his Sabbaths one way or the other. So I, I, I love the thought of it as a sacrifice, laying it down, stopping, celebrating. I'm not going to work now because I trust that you are. Yes. Is a, it's a beautiful expression of worship versus because you're not doing anything, God, I have to do it all. It's, it's just bad theology, bad thinking, and there's a consequence to it. That's right. right. And, so, and, and just, just to recap, how many days was it before you think you finally got to, I am now relaxed? I was probably about four days. Okay. And, but, but it was progressive, Jim. It's like, by the time I got to day 10 uh, in Florida, I felt like a brand new person. Right. And, and like I said, I like that brand new person better. And, and so does, so does Laura. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. And that, and that kind of leads me to the next thing I learned on vacation. And this wasn't a new revelation for me, Jim. It was a re it was a reinforced one is that I'm married to an amazing woman. Yeah. Uh, Laura and I got to spend so much time talking together. We read a book together. It wasn't a, a ministry book. It was, it was a book. Uh, it's uh, I'll, the name of the book is called Atomic Habits. Yeah, um, yeah. great. That's great. Yeah, great book. And it's it's a book about your own personal life. And so we were reading that book together and talking about that. Um, we uh, we explored some cities in Florida that have great historical significance, and that was a lot of fun. We ate great food. We sat on our condo patio, mesmerized uh, by the beautiful blue water together. 
And, and you know what, Jim, when you're busy with work, I think you can forget how much you love your spouse. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and how much, here's the other thing, how much your conversational muscles can atrophy. Yeah. And, uh, and it was just such a great two weeks of taking in God's beautiful creation, eating great food, right. visiting great places, talking, reading together. I, I mean, Jim, it, and it just reintroduced me to the fact, man, I'm blessed. I am, I, I really, God, thank you for the wonderful woman that you put into my life. And so that was a, that was the second one, Jim. So let me ask you this. So it was four or five days before you became this new John. Is the same thing true of enjoying Laura? Did that progress or was it we got in the car carefree and just we were kids on our honeymoon again? Or did it take time for her? And no, you to buy it? it took time. Yeah. For, yeah, for both of us. And, that, and that's strange, right? Because Laura, Laura's working, too. Yeah. Um, and her job carries some stress. And uh, so when you know, when you have a dual income, right? And Jim, you're in the same boat, right? Uh, yeah. Dina works. And I think I think, you know, when your spouse is working and you're working, um, you get to the end of the day someday and there's like there's like nothing left in the tank and that's not good but uh, to, to converse to talk to wrestle with anything uh, that you're trying to solve or, or figure out right to have the emotional energy to say so we need to talk about this Correct. is is very difficult when there's no emotional energy to deal with anything that's I right. think too, if you do it's because it's an emergency and say hey we need to talk about something and immediately it, I think your spouse would go, oh, there's a problem. But if you're driving down the road, you say, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Man, you know what? Name three ways I can be a better husband to you in 2022. And now it's a fun project. We have, you know, you're going to drive down to Delray Beach. You've got, what, 21 hours down I-75. Yeah. So there's, you've got plenty of time to deal with it. Yeah. That's neat. I love that you and Laura got a chance to, to enjoy what God gave you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm seeing a common theme here, by the way. And, I, and I'll bet you the third point here goes along with it. And that is that, that what, what you stopped and enjoyed and appreciated was always there, but it was, it was clouded by activity. And yes. then when, when the cloud went away, it, it wasn't just, you were happier. Like God was closer. God was, your wife was closer. You yes. were closer to your own soul so far. Mm-hmm. So, but what else did you learn on vacation? What other things are there? Yeah. Let me give you one more is that uh, taking in God's spectacular creation fills my bucket. Yeah. You have a you have a famous love for water, John. I, I do. Thought, I said, how do I bless John Opelouski? It's like put him next to water. That's right. Yeah. Uh, water water speaks to me, Jim. I, I, uh, there's in several ways. You know, there's this when we were uh, in Florida every day. I mean, that surf never stopped. The right. noise the noise of the surf, and it, I mean it. That was louder some days, softer some days. But for ten days, that's what you heard, and. Um, you know, watching the sun come up over the ocean every morning with all the colors and, and uh, it just spoke to me. Those things spoke to me once again of, of God's relentless faithfulness toward yeah. us. His, his yeah. incredible power, the power of the ocean is, is, uh, is really impressive. Um, you know, I think, I believe this, that God created the inspiring beauty of the water to remind me and you how much he loves humans. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I feel when I'm in those kind of settings, Jim, I love mountains. 
I, I love beautiful valleys, but man, I love beautiful blue water. And when I'm in those environments, when I'm taking those in, Jim, I, I feel loved by God. Yeah. I, I feel like really and truly on the inside, I just feel fresh. I feel new. I feel energized by it. Yeah. So I was, I was just reading this morning in Acts, I think it's around Acts 20, but Paul uh, sent all of his companions on a ship to go to a town that was 30 miles away. And he walked, he walked by himself and the Mediterranean was on his, his right side, the entire yeah. walk. Well, that's interesting. You know, he could have like, like why walk 30 miles alone? And I, I, you know, I don't think he did it in a day, but I think the reason he did it is you kind of read the rest of the narrative. He's about to go to Jerusalem, be arrested. Like this is some of the last freedoms he's ever going to have. And I think yeah. the Holy Spirit said, let's just spend some time together. You know, let me show you how big the, uh, the water is. Let me show you how big I am through the water. You know, in this stillness, in this calmness, we had this chance to have this conversation. You know, I, and I, I envy that. I envy the fact that a guy that old can walk 30 miles in a, a day or two or three. <laughs> but I also envy the, the fact that, you know, just we read the Bible so often, like Jesus did this and Paul did that. And then the next day, well, it's not the next day. There's a, there's a, a long journey with good friends and campfires and fresh food and right. fresh air and, you know, salt water. And, you know, that, that was what was between these, these stops. And I think having that time to just, you know, to I, I bet you Paul stopped on his journey and watched the sunrise over the sea and did yeah, the same yeah. thing you did. And God did the same thing in his life as he did in yours. And that was to prepare him for the future, to fill his bucket, to show him uh, infinite beauty that yeah. transforms moment by moment. I, it's just, I love it. He, he's the God of creation and That's we right. see him in his creation. Yeah. Beautiful. And, you know, you, you know, you might be listening or watching the pod today and wondering, you know, what's the point of all this? So, you know, why are you telling us about your vacation? And, and that's, I do have a point. Um, and that is to encourage those of you who are listening or watching to this podcast to make a real vacation part of your annual work rest rhythm. To, to, to rediscover what fills up your emotional tank. It might not be water for you. It might be something else, right? But discover what that is and make that the centerpiece of your time away. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's interesting, Jim, that um, historically when Laura and I would go on vacation, um, I, I, was, I could be happy sitting on the beach for a week looking at water. That was all I need, some food, time with Laura, that's it. Yeah. Laura likes to do stuff. Right. You know, and so that's, that's good. That's that fills her tank up. Right. So we've had to negotiate uh, that while we're on vacation. Um, but this time I feel like I, th I think she was the most relaxed I've ever seen her on vacation. And, and so whatever that is for you, whatever that is for you and your spouse, if you're married, make that the centerpiece of your time away. I mean, I would highly encourage you if you can, if you can swing it uh, to take a two week vacation, because I believe for most leaders, it's going to take you at least three or four days just to decompress. Yeah. And those next 10 days will be awesome. You'll, you'll come out a calmer person, a better spouse, a better parent, a healthier leader. And so that's the point is I, I wanted to, because we talk about this a lot, right? But I wanted to give you personal testimony of the power of what something like this can do for you, for your marriage, and for the ministry you lead. Yeah, I, I know when when the, the ongoing world around me 
stops. And like you're saying, I'm hungry. I think I'll eat something. I'm thirsty. I think I'll drink something. Uh, I'm restless. I think I'll go for a walk in beauty. I, the books are written on that beach. Not, you know, thoughts become mm. conversations that become messages that become series of messages that become books that will outlive me. I, I, I think we ignore the seed because it's just a seed. And, but that's where trees come from. You know, yeah. I said that, that, that drop in the bucket is significant because, you know, the sea is made out of drops that you have to take the time to make the memories. I, I know I, you know, you and I have both been in ministry for years and years and you hold the hands of people that are perishing and this is their last breath and the last conversation they have. Nobody says, I wish I'd work more. I never once I've had somebody say, I wish I'd have taken that overtime. They, right. and you think about it, look back to your childhood, look back to your, the best memories of your life. I'll, I'll bet you most of the time you weren't on the factory floor when that happened. I'll bet no. you, you weren't, you know, studying for a message. You weren't putting together a flow chart, a budget. Those things are important, but, and, and they produce things that are satisfying, but my goodness, to, to ignore eternal things for temporary things is, right. there's a balance somewhere. We can't live on vacation, but we can't live at work either. Right. We're created to rest. You know, Jim, I think I think my kids would tell you their best memories growing up were their yeah. were the times away. Yeah. I know that those are the best memories I have as a kid, yeah. uh, being at the lake uh, with my yeah. my folks totally. and enjoying water together. Um, so so yeah, we we want to encourage you to make vacation part of your rhythm, and uh, and when you go on vacation, be on vacation. Right. Yeah, on vacation. Yeah. No yeah. PC, no yeah. phone, no email. Let your yeah. team let your team handle stuff. And if you don't have a team, you know what? Uh there God will give you some good volunteer leaders who can help, you know, help you yeah. while you're gone. Or maybe there's some help you can ask other ministers to help you, other pastors to help you fill in. Uh, you know what? Get creative, but you need time uh yeah. away. And so that's the really the point of the pod today, Jim. You know, the thing that's kept me from vacations most is, is the season I'm in. But when things get back to normal, then I'll go back. And you know, normal, the only thing normal in a pastor's life is the setting on their dryer that says normal. Everything else is, you know, is, 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 there's nothing normal. We, we live in, in a world with full of people that are, that are full of crises. So there never will be a good time. There never will be it. So you have to make that good time. That's right. And again, you say, I'm ignoring priorities. Like, no, you're coming back stronger than you left. My, my wife sends me out the door deer hunting. It's a sacrifice to her. You know, she was a single parent. She had to take care of the dog. She had to lock the doors by herself at night. But she said, the reason I bless you and going is that you always come back a better man. Hmm. So those, those sorts of, you know, leaving to come back a better couple, a better pastor. That's important. Yeah. So, John, thanks for your insights. Um, I, the only thing I regret is that you don't have pictures. You should be showing us Polaroids of the sunrise yeah. and all that stuff. So I'll share some of those with you, Jim. Uh, I want to see it. We've yeah. got some Actually, good ones. I don't want to see it. I want to be standing on the beach next to you. So we'll, <laughs> we'll watch it together. I'll walk down the beach with you and freak everybody out. So, all right. So God bless you. Uh, John, thank you for, for sharing that. And I, it, it's inspirational. It's also kind of correctional. You know, it, it reminds us that we are mortal and, and we need eternal things in our lives. So God bless you. And God bless you, our listeners and watchers. We're glad that we've had this time together. And we hope that this simple series of thoughts produces a profound change in your life that makes you far more effective as you continue to lead from a life.